You do belong. Let's get that straight right now. You do belong. You have a plan and a purpose. You are here for a reason. You're alive for a reason today. It's important that you believe that for yourself as well. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel a little bit stuck? Then coaching may be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship that's totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life, want to start seeing results, reach out to Incredible for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to paulferrandby.com or at I am Incredible on all my socials. Click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the best version of yourself. Welcome to season two of the Incredible Podcast. You heard it right. Incredible Podcast. It was Incredible Blog, but now it's a podcast. So let's hit it. Turn this up. Turn this up. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredible Podcast. And now, sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world, here's your host, Paul Ferranby. Thank you to my bro, Donald the Voice, with that intro. He is amazing. If you need an intro or any voice things that you need to do, I can definitely hook you up with him. Just reach out to me, and I'll give him his contact info. I'll give him his Instagram. He's awesome. Anyway... Format's going to be a little bit different, so I was reading a blog before, and now it's going to be a podcast. So I just get to talk about different things. It will be in the professional realm, but also talk about stuff that's going on in the world, keep it lighthearted, uh, maybe get serious at times. Who knows? Who knows what this year has in store for us? Hopefully a little bit better than how 2020 or 2021 started. Anyway, super excited for this new format. It will be a mix-up. It won't just be me talking all the time. I'm going to have some guests on here. Good lineup already in place, and I'm excited for it. And if you guys have any people you want to see on here or any topics you want me to discuss, definitely reach out and let me know. Um, So my email is P-I-F-A-R-O-N-B as in boy I at Outlook.com. So P.I. Ferrandi at Outlook.com. If you have any questions or anything like that, definitely reach out. My name is Paul Ferrandi. I was born in Lagos, Nigeria. So for those of you who don't know, Lagos used to be the capital 30 plus years ago before I was born. I just like to call that out. But it is one of the largest cities in the world. But it is phenomenal to see how much it's grown and how much technology it has. It is nothing like you see on movies where you talk about uh, people don't have running water and things like that. But so I was born in Lagos. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I have a chemical engineering degree from Iowa State University. And I did a lot of stuff with that as far as doing undergraduate research and internships. Currently, I'm working full-time as a senior process engineer with Purina along with what I'm going to do with Incredipal. So Incredipal into a lot of different things between this podcast I'm doing, the speaking, engagement, coaching, and training. I'm also the founder and current president of the National Association of LSAMP Alumni, or NALA for short. It is a tremendous organization I had an opportunity to found with a few different people. I am excited for what it's going to happen, but the overall premise for it is that we are coming together as LSAMP alumni 
to help current undergraduate students. So LSAM, for those of you who don't know, is a, a grant from the National Science Foundation that institutions and organizations, mainly universities, um, to help current students pursue undergraduate degrees, get their undergraduate degrees, and go on to get uh, post-bac programs, whether it's master's, PhDs, medical school, um, anything like that. So it's really trying to develop us as underrepresented students. So I'm super excited with the sheer majority of people that we have. We have a lot more people. I started with just two of us. Um, with all just the Inspire Local Alliance, but now it's grown to over 150 of us across the nation. So shout out to everyone that's been a part of that. So that definitely keeps me busy. Another thing I want to call out is that I am a person of faith, so I believe that Jesus is the way, truth, and the life. But this podcast is not about my faith, but there will be times that, that my, my perspective or thoughts might shift towards faith. Um, feel free to take it as it is. I'm not going to overwhelm you with it, but I just want to call it out that Jesus is first and I am second. So some of you might ask, Paul, why would you start a podcast? You work full-time for Purina. You're already doing speaking and training and coaching. You're doing a lot of stuff with Nala as well. Why start a podcast? Very good question. The reason I'm starting a podcast is because I realized that a lot of times people are on the go. They don't always have time to sit down and read or watch a video or a lot of the different ways that I communicate. Like I said, I do a lot of speaking and training and coaching. That's usually either live or on video format. But I realized the podcast is a great way for people to engage on the go, maybe even engage while they're exercising. So I like to stay in shape. Um, do it for different things, uh, whether it's in the hotels, because I find myself traveling all the time, or if I can make it to a gym. And I feel like a podcast is a perfect way to get to those people who have really busy lives and don't have the time to necessarily read as much as they would want to. And those, that's why the audiobook industry is ex- has been exploding. Podcasts have been exploding as well. So I thought, why not try it? I was already doing it with the blog. But more so, I want this to be more lighthearted, more of a conversation style. Felt like with the podcast, it was more kind of a monotone. I try to put in some flavor to it, but there's only so much you can do when you're reading something. I mean, I'm not an actor by any means, so that's probably the reason why. So podcast is a great way for my personality to come out and as well to add value to people. That has always been what I've tried to do with everything I've done, whether it's incredible, with not a lot, even at work, whatever I'm doing, I'm trying and striving to add value to people. That is my purpose. That's what I believe I'm called to do. And whatever it is, it may be as simple as just paying someone a compliment or encouraging someone. Um, and I feel like one of my strengths is encouragement. <laughs> just from people telling me it, it just comes naturally to me. I know it doesn't always come naturally to other people. Some people are more teachers and I tell you the right way to do stuff, but I'm the kind of person that's going to um, help you up and say, hey, maybe we can do it a little bit differently next time. But for right now in the moment, try and inspire you and move you in the right direction. So in the premise of adding value, in this first podcast, I want to focus on something that some, some of you may have heard before, others may not have, and that is imposter syndrome. If you haven't heard that term before, 
just break it down, imposter. So someone that doesn't belong. And syndrome is just... It's just something that is. I don't know the good definition for it. Syndrome is something that is. We'll keep it at that. Maybe I'll edit it out. Anyway, so imposter syndrome is really the feeling where you feel like you don't belong somewhere or you don't belong in a group or an activity or even a job. And it is something that is prevalent in our society. But I've also realized with talking to different students and professionals that it's something that's not talked about a lot. It is something that we internally feel, especially when we're in a new role or we move to a new city or maybe we're just trying to make new friends and we don't know anyone around us. But it is something inherently that happens. And I and what I've what I usually say whenever I'm speaking that there's power in defining things. And so let's just break down what imposter syndrome is, and what are some ways to combat it. Because there might be some things that are imposter syndrome that you may not have recognized as imposter syndrome. And I think that is critical. If you don't recognize something, then it's hard to combat it. I've had the opportunity to talk about imposter syndrome a few different times. But one time, specifically a workshop that I reached out to an organization to lead a panel on over the summer, is the one that stuck out to me the most. So we had a panel for NALA. As I mentioned earlier, there are three of us, including myself, we were moderating the panel. And we were doing this for students and asking different questions. And we just want to break down what are some of the symptoms of imposter syndrome? So just reading it off, one of the systems is just a sense of being a fraud or a fear of being discovered. So this idea that you don't actually belong there, you're kind of like a maybe double agent type field and people are going to realize, aha, that's the person that that doesn't belong or which one of these things are not like the other type phenomenon. And that's the way you feel. You're constantly on edge and you feel like they're not really fitting in, that you're different from the rest of the group. There's also difficulty internalizing your success. So attributing your success to external factors instead of the stuff that you did is also a type of imposter syndrome. And there's also self-doubt that comes with imposter syndrome as well. So as you can see, it's a wide range of things that have to do with imposter syndrome. And there's a few different things to do to, to actually combat it. And the first thing you have to do is to break the silence. So just the fact you're listening to this and you're still on here, understanding what imposter syndrome is and talking about it is a key to breaking it. You are not alone and you do belong. So I'll say it right there. There are a lot of times when we have imposter syndrome, we feel like, oh, we don't belong. We shouldn't be here. Why did they pick me? You do belong. Let's get that straight right now. You do belong. You have a plan and a purpose. You are here for a reason, you're alive for a reason today, and I believe you belong. And it's important that you believe that for yourself as well. But breaking the silence is the first step. You also have to separate feelings from fact. There are times that you can do things that make you feel like the outside of the group, or maybe you're still learning, but the feelings that you have are not fact. And if you are telling yourself that you don't belong and all these feelings and everyone else is telling you otherwise, then you're most likely wrong. Because a lot of times it's a tendency for human nature to bring people down. But if you are around people who are telling you, hey, you're good at this, this is natural, maybe it takes some time, there's a learning curve, 
take that to heart and don't let your feelings get into way of the facts that it just takes some time to learn and everyone makes mistakes. And it's this whole idea of uh, social media. I talk about it all the time is that social media is just this white brushed perfect perfection, where it's on Instagram or even LinkedIn at times, where we only see the good side of people. I mean, there are a lot of people who try and do the opposite and say, hey, this is the time that I fail, blah, blah, blah. But some of that feels kind of gimmicky because a lot of times on social media, we're just out there to see the positives, which just paint a picture of what life looks like. But the thing is that life is not perfect. There are times we are going to fail. There are times where we have to get back up. We have to tell ourselves that we have to keep going, keep pushing. And the people you surround yourself are critical. If you surround yourself with people who are constantly nagging at you and saying that you can't do this, you can't accomplish this, not to say that it's impossible for you to achieve, but it's very difficult. It is critical that you surround yourself with the people, even if you have to get yourself out of the situation or take extra time to like build yourself up, it is critical that your surroundings and what you're saying about yourself match up with what you actually want. A lot of times, and I catch, I have to catch myself with this a lot as well. We say things that we don't want for ourselves. Like, have you ever heard someone do something or say, "I'm stupid." Or I suck at this, or I'm dumb, or I don't, I don't, I can't do math, and I cringe when I hear that because, and I've, I have to catch myself with it as well. But the thing is, when you say stuff like that, whether or not you're sub, it's getting into your subconscious, and that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you have to be very careful what you're saying and what you're believing about yourself. And that's a whole other thing with, with coaching that can help with that to make sure that what you, um, gets you on the right path to success and actionable steps to take. But really watch the words you're saying, watch the people you're surrounding yourself with, because that is very critical. But switch gears for a second and talk about different types of of imposter, so to speak. So I talked about imposter syndrome, but there's lots of different types of imposters. I'll stick with five of them right now, and I'll list off the five and come back and define all of them. But they're the perfectionist, natural genius, soloist, expert, and superhero. So five different types of imposters. Start with the perfectionist. And some of these are self-explanatory, but I'll go into it a little bit. But perfectionist sounds like you criticize yourself for small mistakes and you feel ashamed of your failure. So the type of person is type type A, like you want to get things right the, the first time. Like you have small mistakes, you get down yourself really e- easily and you feel ashamed that you don't even want people to see that you failed. So uh, this type of person might fall into analysis paralysis and think and think and think because you're afraid of failing. Another type is a natural genius. So if something doesn't come easily to this person or you fail to succeed on the first try, you feel ashamed and embarrassed. So this is a person, they're like, oh, you're so good at that. It's like, it just comes naturally to you, that kind of thing. And this is something you have to watch out for because most things, even people that are good at things, you have to put in the work and effort. So... A lot of times when we do stuff the first time, we're not going to be good at it. Frankly, we're probably going to suck at it. But 
it's the people that can keep going and continue to develop and people that can develop quickly, that shows you have a gift in that area. But a natural genius feels like if you didn't get it right the first time, it's not for you. They give up. Go into a corner and just say, I'm done. Take me out, code. Another one is a soloist. This person believes that they should be able to have handle everything by themselves. And pay to break it to this person, but we need each other. We need people to do things. There are certain things we have to do on our own, but for the most part... We as a people, we're tribal nature. We're in families, we're in teams, we're in organizations. We work best as a group. So the soloist wants to do everything by themselves, but you really can't. And that's the type of imposter syndrome. When you find yourself that you can't, you feel like something's wrong. Another one is the expert. Before you consider your work a success, you want to learn everything there is to know on this topic. So this could also be analysis paralysis. So you're constantly trying to learn everything. And okay, when you feel like you get to a certain point that you know everything, which there is never a time you're going to know everything. There's always new developments, new things coming up. But this kind of person could get frustrated pretty easily because they feel like there's stuff that they don't know. But you just got to Work with the stuff you do know and be frank about the stuff you don't know and just learn from it. Next one is the superhero. So you leak your competence to your ability to succeed in the roles that you hold. So if you can't succeed, you feel like you're not competent, but that does not necessarily mean that you're not competent as a whole. It just means that this is something that you don't know or maybe something that you're still learning. So it's it's important to give yourself some grace and not feel like you have to know everything right away or learn things really quickly. It is a talent to learn things quickly, but how quickly is actually quickly because it takes time for stuff to actually be cemented and move for your short-term marriage, your long-term marriage, all that stuff. So give yourself some grace. There's time. There's hope. So now I'm curious, do any of these stick out to you? Do you resonate with any of them? With the perfectionist, criticize yourself. Natural genius, who does come easy, you're not going to do it. The soloist, you want to do everything by yourself. Expert, you want to know everything about a topic. Or a superhero, you link your competence, but being successful in every role you hold. So I know for myself personally, I find myself... Um, in the perfectionist role and sometimes a natural genius one as well. There are a lot of times where I feel like I'm really good at stuff the first time or I just gravitate towards something or I really criticize myself for small mistakes and I feel ashamed and failure. And there's been a lot of stuff I've done the last couple of years to target those things. So natural genius, I'm doing stuff that I don't know. Like this whole idea of a podcast, never done it before. I tried a little bit with the blog, but who knows? It might be successful. It might fail, but I'm just stepping out there. I'm going to do it. Perfectionist. This is something that on a daily basis, sometimes minute by minute, like, oh, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? How did this person take it? So I'm consciously working on not not beating myself up for small mistakes because we're human. To err is human, as a great philosopher said. So just to understand that I'm going to make mistakes Manage the mistakes that I make, but then move forward. Don't let the mistakes keep me from doing something great. A lot of times I've found myself not doing stuff or being slow to do stuff because I was afraid of what other people would think, what other people would say. Like even all the stuff I've been doing, posting on LinkedIn or posting, making different TikToks and stuff, I was afraid of how people would react to that stuff. But eventually I just did it, and I was surprised by how many people actually enjoyed the stuff I was doing or 
um, encouraged me on the side. It might not be as outwardly because I'm so relatively new to it, but people recognize that I'm doing it and they actually enjoy it. Whether it's stuff that I do for humor with friends or just stuff I think of randomly or stuff I do to encourage a more unprofessional development realm. It's important to do it afraid. Like I'm part of John Maxwell's team, and they talk about doing stuff afraid and build your wings on the way down. Because a lot of times when we do stuff, we don't necessarily know how it's going to go. Every time we're doing stuff for the first time, we have no idea what's going to happen. Like when we learned how to ride a bike, did we read a bunch of manuals or did we just do it? But I think what happens as we grow older is that we are inundated with all the different stuff and all the different ideas that if you are not succeeding or people see you fail, that it's wrong. But the truth is, if we treat things like the way kids do it, kids are not afraid to fail. Like they'll try, try again, whether it's riding a bike or skating or learning to read all the different stuff. They're unashamed of failure. And honestly, I think if we had more childlike demeanor as far as like when we're learning or doing stuff, we'll be able to do a lot more. But like I said, it's not the easiest thing in the world because there's that aspect of shame and failure. But one thing I want to leave you with, especially when it has to do with failure, is that failure is not something you are, it's something that happens to you. And what you really have to focus on is separating yourself from the failure. It's not something you are, it's something you do. And I said it before, it's an Aries human. So go out there, do something different, do something that might frighten you a little bit, but try it, ask questions. There's joy in the journey, and I look forward to having you on the next podcast. If you have any questions, send them to me at piferonby at outlook.com or on any of my social platforms on Linktree um, at Incredifall. And join me on this journey, and let's see where it takes us. Thank you for listening to the Incredipal Podcast with Paul Ferranby. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. And be incredible. Incredible. Incredible.